Should a church be spooky? Yes, no. And now the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit, amen. You're very welcome to the Brendan Option coming to you courtesy of Immaculata Productions. Hit the subscribe button. Even if it's been good, hit it again. Won't cost you anything. Throw us a few quid on PayPal or Patreon. Send in constructive comments and above all, keep us in the prayers. You know, a lot of the old churches that have been dickied up inside since, uh, well, you know, since the late 60s or whatever. You look at them from the outside. Let's say they're gothic, right? There was a lot of, uh, there was a lot of sort of gothic restoration, gothic revival stuff going on in the 19th century. Let's say gothic. You know the way it's all the points, all the pinnacles, all the... They, they're all, it's like the bottom of a plant. It's like the roots of a plant that you pull up, except the roots are up into heaven. From the outside, the church looks spooky as hell at night. Spooky. Weird. Yeah? Appropriately, I would argue. Yeah? Because this is a terrible place. And then you go in, and it's been despookified. Ghostbusters have been here. We called in a lot of Ghostbusters in the last 60 years. Has it done us any good that people are now so comfy, wumpy, dumpy in church? Okay, that it's so welcoming and warm. I got the schnoz taken off me by one commentator. Uh, who shall be nameless, mainly because he didn't put his name on it, uh, for not greeting the people after Mass in Athen Rye. I mean, this guy was so stuck for something to do and clearly nothing on the telly, and he's too mean to pay for Netflix, and he goes down to catch me out in Athen Rye, which isn't hard, because anyone in Athen Rye could have helped him. Because I didn't stand outside doing the meet and greet afterwards. Little kissy kissy huggy wuggy. Okay, I would point out to you that if we had done less of the kissy-kissy, we wouldn't be in the trouble we're in now. Okay, a little bit of distance can be no harm. Secondly, that's, as far as I can judge, an American invention. It's an American invention. I think the American Catholic Church borrowed it from the Protestants. No harm done, no harm done in that culture. Belongs in that culture. Irish people, if the priest greets them after Mass, they think he's trying to pick their pocket. The church isn't your front room. It's not there to be comfy. Now I'm, I'm going to make this even more pointed because I'm sorry, but I need to say this. You know, a lot of churches, there's a way too much talking in the church before mass. The mood is broken before the mass even starts. So the sacred liturgy is put on the back foot straight away by this talking before Mass. And it's going on in the church. And here, if you can just hold on for another second, who am I going to blame? The hordes of teenagers who are attending Mass roaring for the sacraments. Okay, no, because most of them aren't there. Who else am I going to blame? The, the young ones, the 20-somethings, the 30-somethings? No. No, the roaring and shouting you hear at the back of the church before Mass is from the old guard. 
Half of them, are, they're deaf and they, they don't realise how loudly they're speaking. And they howl and bawl and scream at each other cheerfully for a good 15 minutes before Mass. Am I exaggerating? Of course I am. But it makes the point. You can get too comfortable in church. I'm, I'm aiming this unapologetically at the true blues. Because you have to hold the line or we're done. You want to talk to your friends, talk to your friends after Mass outside. I'm sorry. You can get mad with me. You can do what you like. Think about it even for a minute and you'll see I'm right. Before Mass, there should be an atmosphere of quiet in the church. Indeed, of silence. And if anything has to be said, and it may well have to be said, it should be said in a whisper. Phones should be turned off. I'm not crucifying people because their phone goes off. It could happen to me tomorrow. It hasn't happened yet, I think. I think it hasn't. Maybe it has. Uh, but it has happened to excellent parishioners. It can happen. Please try to remember to turn them off. It's a relatively modern thing. It's understandable that we're, especially those of us of my age and older, aren't perhaps as well up on the etiquette. I've seen some people, I've seen some people, again, old guard, true blue, answer the phone in the church. I've seen them do it. I saw one person recently do it without leaving the seat. Before Mass, I admit. Look, don't, again, don't be mad, don't be hurt. Because I and every other priest around, we know your worth and we have huge respect for you. I'm just saying it's possible for this to happen to the priest. It's possible for it to happen to a fantastic parishioner. You can get too comfortable in church. Look up on the wall. Look up above the altar. There's a guy nailed to a cross. That should tell you something about how comfortable this place is. Does he look comfortable? If he looks comfortable, you should have bought a better crucifix. Okay? Nice Spanish affair, you know, blood everywhere. Spanish, the, old, the Spanish used to be great for that. 19th century Spanish crucifixes. Jeepers, you wouldn't want to see one with a few on you. I'll tell you, you'd never drink again. That much I promise you. Look up at the crucifix. It's not meant to be entirely comfortable. All right. I accept, you know, where at all possible, generally the church should be reasonably warm in winter and I accept you know, reasonably well ventilated in summer and the seats should be accommodating. But, I mean, I think we were losing even when we started putting rubber on the kneelers. You know, there was hurt and the hard kneelers. So you, had to, you had to foam, a nice bit of foam to soothe, to caress, to massage your knees. I think that was the beginning of it. It's not meant to be entirely comfortable. It's not meant to be like your home. A bit... This is a place where you get ready to go home. This is a place which for a while, in the presence of the Blessed Sacrament always, but also for a while in the Mass, heaven is present on the altar. I don't think it's like anywhere else. I'm sorry, but I don't. And I think our attempts to make it nice are symptomatic of and are simultaneously agents of a malaise in which we have lost our way, we've lost our sense 
of the beyond, of the metaphysical, of the otherworldly. I'm not necessarily making an argument from a trad point of view or a charismatic point of view or anything else I'm arguing as a Catholic. I'm arguing as a Catholic um, whether West or East. I'm arguing that the liturgy, insofar as it's analogous to a conversation, it's 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 a divine con. It's entering the conversation of the Trinity. It's not just any place. I'm sorry. That's why the best of everything, the best of everything, was put in those churches when people had nothing, and people will say, "Oh, wasn't that shocking that the church did that?" No, it wasn't shocking. It was done for the place in which the people met God, with whom they would be for eternity. The best of brass, and polished wood and encaustic tiling, mosaic, Italian workmen brought, brought over to lay floors, the best of Irish stone dressed by masons, beautiful, uh, proper masons, okay, not, <clears throat> yeah, beautifully done, come on, beautiful work, beautiful work. Why? Because it wasn't just anywhere, wasn't just anywhere was done for God and for the greatness of the human soul that he had created. So I'm asking you the next time you go to Mass, will you please remember, with respect, please remember that it's not your, your home in the domestic sense. It is your home, but in a far more profound, beautiful and even terrible sense. You're you're entering into the lobby of heaven. You can't expect it to be just the same. 